If you're driving, please remember to use your car's Bluetooth speaker while listening to the AM Drive. Sports talk is not worth your safety or the safety of others. Thank you. Monday to everyone in the sports universe. It is February the 14th, 2022. This is the AM Drive on 12 Hour Sports. We are live. For Aaron Crouch, I am Michael Carvel saying, what's going on, Aaron? Ned, good morning to you, sir. How is it going? How was your Super Bowl weekend? It was fantastic. I watched some lacrosse. I caught up on some golf, some pretty cool things in golf, and I then I watched the Super Bowl. It was just a fantastic, wonderful weekend. How about you? It was. It was a hell of a weekend. I mean, I, I watched a little across myself. I know you're going to talk about that later. Um, and then, yeah, the the tournament with uh, the Waste Management Open, um, you know, we had a Kepka ticket. We had a shot there at 30 to 1. Uh, he, he lost by one stroke. It, it's un unfortunate, but... We're knocking on the door here, so um, yeah. And then obviously, the Super Bowl was fantastic. We had great company. Uh, we enjoyed ourselves, um, and it was just um, I've worked the last couple of Super Bowls, so this was nice to not have to on uh, on this last Sunday. Unfortunately, I would have rather have not worked two years ago when the Bucks were playing, but eh, right. can't win them all. Can't win them all. It was hard to find a worse of the weekend. I, I, I would say. I mean, did anything bad really happen? Like. Super just, like overtly gross or disgusting or well tell me just let me know your worst of the weekend. By the way, we're presented by Fanatics, Aaron. If Rams fans want the best championship merchandise, they need to go to MikeAndrive.com and do what? They need to click the F. That's right, because going to MikeAndrive.com, clicking that F gets you the best league. <laughs> right. Gets you the best teams from every league with the daily deals. Thanks to Fanatics. So when you buy your merchandise, even if you're buying stuff like a Saskatchewan Rush shirt that you are going to it, wear soon. It came. It came. It's in the closet. They didn't win, though, so that you can't wear it yet. I can. You got to support the team through thick and thin. I know. But go to MikeAndDrive.com, click the F for the best in championship merchandise. Aaron, what's your worst of the weekend? So, okay, there wasn't a lot of grotesquely ugly things. I, I was thinking about going with um, the Russian figure skater and her failed drug test. But honestly, I mean, does anybody really care about the Olympics right now? So, <laughs> uh, so I bypassed that one. And honestly, my worst of the weekend is probably the Arizona Coyotes. And it wasn't for anything they did on the ice. It's for the fact that their new ice, after they get tossed out of Gila River Arena is going to be the Arizona State barn that holds 5,000 players, or 5,000, excuse me, 5,000 fans. <laughs> and this is going to be their home for the next three years while they figure out the next move, which is probably to build a stadium, uh, you know, down in the Phoenix area. Like, this is just, I... Do they have you, money based on what we're seeing? Well, the and that's the other thing. They're talking about... They're talking about financing this out of their own pocket. Like you're going to get zero to little to zero revenue for the next three years from this barn. Yeah, I just can't imagine this ending well. I I think you're almost better off relocating for three years and then coming back. I know that sounds crazy, but you're almost better off with temporary relocation. Heck, come to Vegas and just do double double team in the arena or something like that. Like this whole playing in a five thousand seat stadium. But if the other thing is is if they do sell this barn out. Uh, it is it is it's kind of a good look to see that people will be coming when you're closer to the city. Again, out in Glendale, it's tough. It works for the Cardinals, but the NFL is not the NHL. So, right now, my worst of the weekend is this this plan to play at the new Arizona State's uh, arena with five thousand seats. It's it just can't end well. I don't see where it ends well. Is it, have you come across enough Coyotes fans to see that ending well? Um. I mean, so are there diehard Coyote fans out there? I'm sure there are. I just don't the, like uh, the. Uh, I'm optimistic here, but the reason I see it kind of still working in Arizona 
is because of the distance. Now, people who don't who have never been to Arizona or don't understand it, like if 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 here's the center of the metropolis metropolis that is Phoenix, Glendale's way out here. It's a good thirty minute drive, forty five if you're and that traffic uh, with if that. you're in traffic. And then I liken it to the situation with the Rays, the Rays in Tampa. They're in St. Pete. It's a more of a retirement community. You know, you, you don't want to have, like where I live, my parents live, you don't want to have to, to drive an hour each way to go over to a baseball game and then, drive, you know, and then drive back on a school night or on a work night. Like, it just doesn't work. You want to be 15, 20-minute jump, go to the game, enjoy it, you know, be ready to go to school and work tomorrow. It just, you got to get away from Glendale. This wasn't it, but I, I don't, I know there's some backdoor issues with the owner of the Suns and the owner of the Coyotes as to why. The Coyotes can't use Talking Stick Arena, which is right in the middle of downtown um, Phoenix. Why, why this what won't work, I don't know, but this ain't it. This is just not it. Fair enough. Um, my worst of the weekend, it came in a little bit late. And I mean, I was kind of heartbroken because I'm a, I'm a Sam Ellinger guy. I, I'm okay with Sam Ellinger. Unless there's plans for Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers, I don't know why this news makes sense. And the news is the Colts might trade or even release Carson Wentz. Aaron, you can't release him after what you gave up for him, right? You can't just release. One year later, this guy sucks. Get something back, right? Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't didn't Philadelphia or was it was it uh, Minnesota do this? Didn't they give up one or two first-round picks for, like, Sam Bradford and, and, and cut him after a year? Like, mm. Uh, I don't know. Carson it's, Wentz is not that bad to just cut. You can't do that. I mean, maybe, that bad? I don't know his cap hit. So if he gets cut and his cap hit isn't terrible to take on, and you have Ellinger and you can draft another quarterback, and you have Ellinger. I mean, you just go with what it is. There's not a ton of there's not a ton of money tied up at the quarterback. Give it a shot. I, I mean, I don't know. It doesn't shock me that they're considering cutting Wentz after after the the. Kind of the exit interview. The what's the what's the GM's name? Ryan Grigson. Yeah. What? After his exit, exit after his exit interview, uh, where he said basically like we're not making Chris a decision. Ballard. Uh, who am I thinking of? The guy who sucked before. Okay, so Chris Ballard, the the Colts GM, whatever his name is, um, when he was non-committal on Carson Wentz after the that season. Was, yeah. Everyone else, know, he was like, oh, I love this guy, I love this guy, but Carson Wentz, you know. Yeah, none of it. None of it would shock me it's, if they're willing to take the cap hit to cut Carson Wentz, and this is publicly being, you know, announced and confirmed. Good luck, Carson. Yeah, best of the weekend, Aaron. Not so tired of harping on stuff. <laughs> I have a two-part best of the weekend, and the second part of this best of the weekend came in late, kind of like the Carson Wentz news. Uh, my best of the weekend was the halftime show. I thought yeah. it was incredible. It reminded me of my youth. Um, I I enjoyed it. I mean, like, I thought it wasn't long enough, obviously. I thought there should have been more Eminem. Um, yeah, that was kind of weird how it came in so late. Yeah, no disrespect to Mary J. Blige. I like her, but her and she Kendrick Lamar her and Kendrick Lamar just seemed out of place in that show. So my best of the weekend overall was still that halftime show. I enjoyed it. Um, you know, I, I tried to watch it. The, the volume was in and out. Well, not in and out, but it was just very hard because – a lot of people were talking at the place I was. I hate that. Uh, God, I hate during that the so much. Well, it was a get-together. It was a gala. Yeah, but you're trying to enjoy us like us. We waited for five seconds here. Yeah, what am I going to do? Tell the whole ballroom to shut up for a second? Uh, and then my money. Here's me on Yahoo Sports app. I might have done that. Yeah, that's a good point. I didn't think about that. Um, my other best of the weekend was, still from the Super Bowl, uh, is Van Jefferson. Uh, wins the Super Bowl and then literally has a child. Like, his wife went into his labor, I think, in the third quarter. Structure. Yeah, I think she went into labor on the third quarter, and then after the game, he right to the uh, right to the hospital. What an incredible day! The one that he'll never forget. You know, he has a kid being born, and he wins the Super Bowl on the same day. Um, that's a pretty awesome twenty-four uh, hour period if you're Van Jefferson or anybody. That's so. kind of scary, though. Well, why? Why? I mean, because you don't know. I mean, first time pregnancies go wrong. So uh, I'm happy. I'm happy we haven't heard anything bad. I'm just saying that can be kind of scary. Like she stretched it off in the third quarter. You're, you're probably heavily on your mind. Maybe that T. Higgins 75-yard touchdown catch put her into labor. That was – you mean the – yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll get to that, obviously. So. Right. My best is golf. 
Golf baby. Listen, Aaron, all weekend long, I heard from Tony Johnson and Aaron Crouch about hole 16. I heard about it. I didn't get a lot. Um, yeah. And this guy named Sam Ryder um, decides that he's going to ace the hole 16 with a hole in one. And then the fan reaction was kind of interesting. I don't know if they always do that, but that was interesting. But I was like, wow, Sam Ryder, the hole in one. And then the, the crowd reaction, a bunch of golf fans throwing beer has got to be the most out of place thing I've ever seen in my life. But you told me it was electric up there and they loved it. Absolutely. Um, there's not a ton of hole in ones on this uh, on this course as far as hole 16. So the only one I know, I know Tiger Woods did it early into his career, um, but it's not a ton. It doesn't happen a ton. I think it's like nine or ten times in the history that there's been a hole in one. And I think this one was just incredibly electric. I know people are going to have problems with it, you know, and I and I know the golf purists who would say it's in poor taste. Look, I, I can understand your 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 belief on that, but golf has taken golf has taken a more casual approach to at least, you know, being, you know, not the uptight gentleman's game as we have well, called it in so many years. Yes, yeah, I'm saying over the last 5 years, I think golf has taken a more laissez-faire approach and it's and it's gotten them fans. I I thought it was fantastic. As long as nobody got hurt, I thought it was fantastic. I know some of the reporters got beer showered on them, but they seemed like they were in good spirits. And uh, Sam Ryder will forever be a legend uh, at that course, and he'll his replay will forever be shown, especially uh, if anybody else does it as well. Right. I'm going to myaarondrives.com, click the F for the best championship merchandise. And Aaron, we have we had a pin tweet that Mitch Bernstein was this close to being the one who won. Because the final score was 23 to 20. Mitch said 24 21. But we still love you guys. So for the next two weeks, that means two Mondays from now, how about we do a drawing for some AM Drive merchandise? How's that sound, Aaron? I think it sounds great. I'm I'm ready for that. Yeah. I mean, it, a lot of people got close. There were some sweats, but um, ultimately nobody predicted the final score. Um, but I think, yeah, we'll we'll put a drawing on on Twitter and uh, let it run for a couple weeks. Let's give them their choice of a hoodie or a t-shirt. Let's throw like a novelty item or whatever. I'll create like a novelty item for the store. Like maybe a mug or a tumbler of their choice. It looked like it happened again. I'm looking at uh, Carlos Ortiz did it as well. Then the hole in one? Yeah, how did we miss that? <laughs> there, was not a hole in, there was not a hole in one on 16 again, right? Yeah, Carlos Ortiz uh, right after Ryder. Wow. Well, we got to move on here. It's AM Drive on Twilight Sports. Super Bowl talk is next. You don't want to miss it. It's AM Drive. The AM Drive with Mike and Aaron might be the best morning show ever. If you love the show, shop the merchandise for $26 hoodies, $16 shirts, even $13 mugs. High-quality swag for cheap, because Mike and Aaron love the fans. The best morning show, the lowest price merch, at amdrive.online. This is Popple, the next-generation business card. With just a tap, your Popple instantly shares your digital business card to both iPhone and Android devices. The best part? The other person doesn't need an app or a Popple to receive your info. To pop your info, tap your Popple to the top of an iPhone, the center of an Android, or just scan your in-app QR code. And just like that, all your info is saved to their phone. More connections, more leads, more sales. That's Popple. Download our free app and get your Popple today. Aren't you the vice golf guy? Yeah, you want an autograph? Uh, yeah. Actually, I was just wondering if the balls are any good. The balls are amazing. You look like a pro plus guy. I thought you'd never ask. It's actually better than my old ball. And it's half the price. Top performing golf ball, half the price. It's almost stealing.
Quit searching the globe and get your high-performing golf balls at vicegolf.com. Sports fans are gearing up at Fanatics.com, the world's largest collection of officially licensed fan gear. From all the leagues, teams, and players you love. Shop now and get today's special offer. Fanatics.com, officially licensed everything. Do you like online shopping? Jeff Bezos made online shopping better with Amazon. You can buy batteries, get a TV, even purchase your favorite soda. But wait, do you like sports talk? Jeff Beck made sports talk better with Twilight Sports. Next time you use Amazon, use www.twilightsportsradio.com slash Amazon. Sign in and get shopping. It costs you nothing and helps us. That's www.twilightsportsradio.com slash Amazon. Thanks. All right, and welcome back here to the AM Drive here on this Monday after the Super Bowl. It is Valentine's Day as well, so make sure that you have the right cable package so that you and your honey can binge watch all the great shows. And how do you do that, Mike? you got to get Sling TV. It's very simple. You go to MikeAndAaronDrive.com and click that Sling logo. So if you, like us, were looking to ditch those expensive cable packages with hundreds of channels you're never going to use, you can sign up for that free trial today. Once again, MikeAndAaronDrive.com. Dot com. Click that Sling logo. Channels, uh, excuse me, 30 plus channel packages starting at $35 a month. No long-term contracts. Make that smart choice and join Sling today. Slingers. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, the Rams won Super Bowl 56, 23 to 20 over the Bengals. I thought overall this was a great game. Um, You thought the Rams were going to get there early. But I, I kept – I was texting you like, man, this run game's got to get going eventually. And, man, they, they let the Bengals right back in it. There were some missed calls. There was like you, – you see the play where Aaron Donald shoved Joe Burrow out of bounds. The Loved guy it. came over and just choked him and, like, there was no call. Yeah, I, uh, I loved Aaron Donald just taking out his frustration on Joe Burrow on that play. Like, he wasn't frustrated at Joe Burrow. I think he was frustrated at the, at the stale – nature of the of the Rams offense it was it was it wasn't an interesting game because there were large pockets of the game where you were just bored like wow. I mean I'm I'm sorry like I was with a group of people midway through the third we're talking about like oh god Sean McVay should retire <laughs> maybe you know you got two Super Bowls and all you can put up muster up is 19 points like this is you know you got your Ferrari and it, it was bad and you know Stafford was throwing the second interception, the one to open up the, the second half, I think it was Skoronek that it tipped off of. Like, that Skoronek, was, Skoronek was, was bad. Yeah, he was bad. But we we'll uh, the Odell injury and why that guy had to come in. But um, but ultimately, I think that it, it just became a real classic Super Bowl. There's obviously controversy, which everybody's going to get to. We're going to get to as well. Like, but ultimately, you know, I will say this. Like, I know we'll talk about the, the betting. I had a lot. Now, this this shouldn't excuse me because ultimately I, I I thought the Rams would run away with this, and they should have. There was a lot of stalled drives in the third quarter that I thought, good Lord, what are we doing here? Um, I agree. But, but that missed extra point attempt really cost me a lot of money. I had pushes. I would have had a lot of pushes that saved me, you know, obviously saved me some money. And the only thing that really came in for me were the teasers, but that missed extra point try that uh, Johnny Hecker, the ball fell out of his hands. That was brutal. I've never been so mad that I didn't get a push before. Um, you know, yeah. it's 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 quite unfortunate to have that happen. But the game might have played out differently if the Rams went into that last drive down by three instead of down by four. Very true. And I, I told people that we were going to sweat the under here of under 48 and a half. And if that drive had ended in a field goal, or the Bengals driving in a field goal or a touchdown – then what happens? The over is now going to hit because the field goal, you still have to make a field goal in overtime. Unless there's a safety in overtime, you've got 49. 
So Rams mm-hmm. had to stop them for the under the hits, and they stopped them. Aaron Donald, wow, what a final drive for him. I know we're going to yeah. the Cooper Cup thing, but Aaron Donald yanked the guy back after a brutal miscommunication between Burrow and Chase. Mm-hmm. And then Donald just gets to Joe Burrow. It was insane. Yeah, Donald had uh, quite the day. He had two sacks. He almost had the, the third one on that last play. Burrow got rid of the ball. But uh, Aaron Donald, it took a minute for him to really get uh, to really get into this game. And I think he showed why his dominance is just played out throughout the course of the game. Because early, Von Miller was able to get sacks. Leonard Floyd was able to get in. And I said that, that, that Von Miller and, and these guys might have MVP possibilities because Donald. I mean, if you look at Donald, he was getting double and triple teamed. Right. Uh, in a lot of the replays that they were showing. And it was just like, it didn't matter. As the game wore down, the game script, uh, full disclosure, Sam Lee Action, who has been on the show, and I were watching the game together. The game script basically said, over time, this offensive line was going to just erode. Cool. And they did. Yeah. And they did. I mean, what was it? Seven, eight sacks in the game on Burroughs. Numerous pressures. Could have been 12. <laughs> and realistically, I mean, without the... 75-yard T. Higgins touchdown pass with the questionable face mask call that didn't get called on T. Higgins. Um, L.A. dominated him defensively. Dominated him defensively. I agree. I mean, the trick play, you got a trick play and a 75-yard touchdown pass. That's what, that's fact, what Cincinnati this, this guy I was watching the Super Bowl with, Um, he told me when the, when the Bengals went for it early on fourth down, he was like, oh, they're scared of him. They're scared of him. They knew – the fact they went, they went for, I believe it was their first, maybe, correct me if I'm wrong, second drive, but it was their one of their first two drives. Zach Taylor goes for it. I believe it was the first drive of the game. That was terrible. You knew, I knew right then. And that's why when it was like 20 to 16, I promise you, I, I was not sweating that game. I knew, I was just waiting for the time when they were just going to go down there and just, and just, run, and just score. It, it did feel like ultimately if you're given chance after chance after chance after chance, but you know, I shout out to the Bengals defense because when the Bengals oh, offense God. was doing nothing, they were keeping Stafford and the Rams at bay. And, and like I said, full disclosure, and, and maybe I jumped the gun a little bit. We were having a conversation at the table and you're talking about, you know, McVay, two Super Bowls. I understand the first one was with Jared Goff, but generally the same kind of makeup of team. And all you can get is 19 points in two Super Bowls. It was bad. It was starting to look that way. And and even still, I mean, I'm not super impressed with L.A.'s offense and what they did. They did just not enough even. to get by. But, I mean, L.A.'s defense was incredible and gave L.A.'s offense the chance to run up the score on them. And they didn't take advantage of it. And I know it's the Super Bowl, yada, yada, this. But the Rams on paper and really even on that field were clearly the better team. And they just didn't – they didn't take enough advantage of it. They just – it just felt like the last possession is really – you, you st- I still felt confident in the last possession they were going to win, but of course, unfortunately for me as a better, it's it's that extra point that's really just uh, throwing my side. Here. <laughs> yeah. Johnny Hecker. Hmm. So Quite Cooper, right? Cooper Cup did win the Super Bowl MVP. Aaron, this might be one of the best wide receiver seasons ever, if it's not already. Um, this guy, <laughs> they're talking about him retiring too. I think people should just shut up with it. I believe Aaron Donald will retire. Full disclosure, I, I do believe that. But Cooper Cup, wow, what a season. Yeah, I didn't see the Aaron Donald retirement talk in the moment. I, I heard it because I heard it. I'm like, no way. Aaron Donald's not retiring. I mean, I get it. You know, he wanted the ring so bad, but he's just so he's just has so much more in the tank. But, again, these guys make so much money over the course of their careers. They don't have to play for 15, 20 years like Tom Brady. Um, but as far as Cooper Cup – it was an MVP type performance in a game where there wasn't a true standout. I think if Stafford throws one less interception or Skoronek catches that ball to open the second half, I think Stafford's MVP. I did too. But um, it, I thought Ben it, it was incredible. Fought for the other interception. Oh yeah, the one in the end zone. I told him. Yeah, he I was like, I was just, like, man, what is he, he doing stopped. here? I mean, that wasn't a great throw. I'm not letting Matt Stafford off the hook for that. I one. agree. But you're right. Van Jefferson made no effort to play any kind of defense on that play. Right. And uh, the Skoronek tip, uh, that that I can't put That was a bad throw, too, though. 
First Karunic blow. Had but I mean, it hit him in the forearm, didn't it? That's I true. It, I thought it hit him in the forearm, not the hands. Like if it hits you in the forearm, you're clearly close enough to make you know make the catch there. But um, yeah, Cooper Cup. I mean, like I think that last, obviously, that last drive really is what sealed it for him. The it didn't matter. Down run was ballsy, but I loved it. Oh, I did love that one too. Uh, it just seemed like you put two guys on him, you put three guys on him. It didn't matter. He was gonna get his. And uh, yeah, I mean, in in a season or in a game that didn't have any true, real defensive standouts, the quarterbacks weren't fantastic. Uh, yeah, I'm happy to see Cooper Cup. I believe he was like five or six to one at the start of the game to win it. And somebody, there was one person that put like 30k on him to win. So good for them. That's fair enough. Um, um they better be happy about that last drive, pal. <laughs> That's what it like was. Four for seventeen. Yeah, he was four game. for. He was like four for fifty with a touchdown. Until that last drive, I think. So there it I is. I hit like a bunch of overs on him as well, like over 20 and a half longest reception. That was easy. Yeah. Um, let's get to um, Joe Burrow and OBJ. Their injuries, but I thought they, I'm so glad Odell Beckham Jr. had a touchdown before he got hurt. That was awesome. Was that was great. nice because once he got hurt, I was like, dang, like you knew non contact that might be bad. Correct. Even yeah. Burrow's injury on the outside of the knee was just kind of awful too. Like they, they, the next drive for the Bengals, they had like seven offensive plays and like six of them were runs. They I don't know how hand. many. I don't know how many draft picks the Bengals have this year, but they need to all be offensive line. Yeah, and somebody made a good point that maybe the Rams were just that good, but I'm sorry, Bengals had held up the previous two games. Well, that's the thing. It wasn't just the. It wasn't just the Rams. It was the Titans got them and the. Chiefs got him, and it wasn't. He got sacked fifty-one times in the regular season. That's over three Most. sacks a game. Like it wasn't like this was just some one-off, like the Pat Mahomes game where his offensive line just, you know, went awol in the middle of the middle of the Super Bowl last year. Like this was an all-year thing, so it wasn't like we were unsuspecting to it. And like I said, the game script played that way with Aaron Donald. Over time, you knew he was going to get his. I think he got two sacks. The last one should have been the third sack. He was just in the backfield. He the the play on Burrow you're talking about. Um, the injury. I mean, obviously he's got seven months to to figure it out. Whatever that injury might be. As far as OBJ, um, I, I hate saying this, but thanks for getting injured. So my under sixty seven and a half prop bet that I bet uh, right. came through. I mean, <sighs> it's a gross way. I look. It looked dead to rights. It looked dead to rights in the first quarter because he was he opened up the game as the as the go to a little bit there and. Um, I wonder how much he mattered to the uh, the stalling of this offense because Skoronek looked bad. Uh, Hopkins Higby was out, right? Higby was out. Hopkins looked like he came in and provided a little bit. I think he had three or four catches for like 50 yards. Kendall Blanton went AWOL after that big game against the 49ers. Henderson looked like he couldn't catch a boot. Uh, um, I, um, they, had to res- they had to resort to Philly specials on third down over to Matt Stafford's head, so... Maybe OBJ really had a, a, a tremendous impact on this team, and maybe that's why they stalled. I'm still not like letting them off the hook for the third and right. most of the fourth quarters here, but um, yeah, I just uh, like I said, I think that the Rams overall were the better team, and the better team won, even if they didn't cover. <laughs> Poor Aaron. <laughs> I uh, every Super Bowl I, I do wager a good amount of money, and this Super Bowl I'm, I wagered enough. I wagered enough to make it sting a little bit. So I uh, that that extra point, the pushes, I would have been totally fine with getting all my a lot of my money back with the pushes. Fair enough. Oh, hey, congratulations to the Rams once again. A little vice golf clap to them. But we're not going to give them a big vice golf, golf clap because it was still kind of bleh. All right. When we come back, Devin Hester, not a Hall of Famer, We'll discuss. And James Harden and Ben Simmons trade did not go through the pipes without a little bit of drama for both sides. The AM Drive on Twilight Sports. The AM Drive with Mike and Aaron might be the best morning show ever. If you love the show, shop the merchandise for $26 hoodies, $16 shirts, even $13 mugs. High quality swag for cheap because Mike and Aaron love the fans. The best morning show, the lowest price merch at amdrive.online.
This is Popple, the next generation business card. With just a tap, your Popple instantly shares your digital business card to both iPhone and Android devices. The best part? The other person doesn't need an app or a Popple to receive your info. To pop your info, tap your Popple to the top of an iPhone, the center of an Android, or just scan your in-app QR code. And just like that, all your info is saved to their phone. More connections, more leads, more sales. That's Popple. Download our free app and get your Popple today. Aren't you the vice golf guy? Yeah, you want an autograph? Uh, yeah. Actually, I was just wondering if the balls are any good. The balls are amazing. You look like a pro plus guy. I thought you'd never ask. It's actually better than my old ball. And it's half the price. Top-performing golf ball, half the price. It's almost stealing. Quit searching the globe and get your high-performing golf balls at vicegolf.com. Sports fans are gearing up at fanatics.com, the world's largest collection of officially licensed fan gear. From all the leagues, teams, and players you love. Shop now and get today's special offer. Fanatics.com, officially licensed everything. Do you like online shopping? Jeff Bezos made online shopping better with Amazon. You can buy batteries, get a TV, even purchase your favorite soda. But wait, do you like sports talk? Jeff Beck made sports talk better with Twilight Sports. Next time you use Amazon, Use www.tomonsportsradio.com slash Amazon. Sign in and get shopping. It costs you nothing and helps us. That's www.tomonsportsradio.com slash Amazon. Thanks. It's the AM Drive here on Twilight Sports, and we are presented by Popple. Aaron, if you host a podcast or own a small business, it's hard spreading the word. Because friends want to check it out, but I don't know if they will. You hope so. I hope so. We hope so. What's time to turn those hopes into reality with Popple? Grow your brand. Popple is an easy-to-use but high-tech digital business card. You can get your Popple using the code AMDRIVE for 20% off. Set up your links and share. People you share with don't even need a Popple. We've tried it. It works. So when you get your Popple in Keychain, PopSocket, even credit card form, enter that code AMDRIVE in all caps, no spaces, for 20% off on popl.co or go to mikeandarendrive.com and click the Popple logo along with our other great sponsors. Any last words on growing your brand? AM Drive, 20% off. Do it. Ooh. There we go. Up there. Cool. Okay. Well, I want to talk more Super Bowl. I feel like, you know, we, we've got some more things to do here. Right. Um, just final thoughts. I know tomorrow I want to talk a little more about, like, if teams should go all in like the Rams did or if the they should just try to build a dynasty. But we mentioned about um, the Bengals O-line, and you mentioned all week about Panay Sewell versus Jamar Chase. Right. This is tough. Do you think in this game, the way it played out, do you think Panay Sewell would have perhaps contributed to at least an overtime here? So, I mean, it's hard to think that one lineman would have made up for the other four linemen. Right. Um, but I feel like what Jamar Chase gave you now, how much of it was him being taken out of the taken out of the game by the Rams defense? I don't know. I mean, because you obviously can see that Ramsey. I mean, Ramsey didn't shadow Jamar Chase the whole game, mm. but at the same time, you know, Ramsey was on him a little bit, and it seemed like I think I think he only got like four catches, fifty-five yards, something like that. So could another receiver have gotten you that? Absolutely. I mean, Tyler Boyd could have gotten you four catches, 55 He yards. dropped a bad one, too. I think that was his first drop of the year, too, by the way. That was terrible. 
Yeah, it was a bad drop. Uh, it would have been a first down. Could have changed a lot of the outcome of the game here, but those those that, those kind of things happen, you know. Um, ultimately, long term, like we talked about, it's probably going to be Panay Sewell should have been the pick to keep Joe Burrow upright, but I don't know. They got to figure out something with that offensive line, and if they've got to pay somebody because they got a lot of cap space to come protect the blind side, and if they've got to spend all their draft picks. They could still be a force in the AFC North. I understand the AFC North's tough. The AFC North has Lamar Jackson, whatever we get out of um, the Browns and, and, and Steelers quarterbacks. If it's Baker next year with the Browns, they should be a better team. Like you're in a you're in a division that's gonna be, you know, not gonna be given to you every year. Not or gonna be injuries. Better. Yeah, you would think it's gonna get better. And I think you have to go the the route that keeps your quarterback upright. So ultimately I can't say that like it was a disaster, but seven sacks, eight sacks, it sure looks like the offensive line and maybe drafting Penny Sewell would have been the better option. But that's 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 neither here nor there at this point. I want to give a huge shout-out to um, the Bengals' defense. I know you mentioned in the last segment. I still believe that they were they, – they, they played it out of their minds. Like Absolutely. The Cam Akers, I feel like, did not have a first down until the final drive. Well, the, I mean, the, it the felt Rams like... didn't have it. Like the Rams, I don't think had a, a single first down until uh, the, the second to last drive or that last drive in the second half. Right. So, it like, was incredible. I mean, they they were doing they were doing their part, and I I tweeted it out multiple times. This game was going to be one in the trenches, Aaron. I told you on Friday. I've seen too many Super Bowls in my humble young career. Just guys getting punked at the line of scrimmage. Joe Burrow. He was he missed a couple passes, but he was not terrible. Mm. But people putting the faith in one quarterback is why things like Giants happen twice, and why Joe Burrow gets sacked seven times. Like Skip Bayless, who's been watching the NFL for years and years and decades and decades, said, "Oh, Joe, the magic of Joe Burrow was the reason he said they were going to win." That's not how the NFL works. Well, if they would have won, that would have probably been it. <laughs> yes, the magic, which, which is true. But like you said, Aaron, in the last segment, I think you were you were right. The the Rams were clearly the better team. They just weren't playing like it. But there were times when you were like, okay, this team's just better. Yeah, I mean, to be to be fully candid, the Bengals, if they would have held on or you know scored again at the last last drive, it would have been a situation where um, they won by 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 magic. That's a that's a good Cinderella, way to put it. Like, yeah. Yeah, the better team got punked, and that would have been the Rams. I mean, they the the defense played out of their minds. The offense did just enough to get by, and at twenty to sixteen, uh, going into the fourth, it did look like there's a chance that this this that could have been the final score. I mean, it literally looked like that could have been the final score. They were trading punts, trading three and outs, uh, you know, trading drops, you know, trading bad trick plays. It just wasn't working out for these teams, and um, you know, we looked at it, and it just ultimately the talent came through at the clutch time, but there was a chance the magic could have happened, especially at 2016 midway through the fourth. I mean, it legitimately when the, when the Rams got the ball back with six minutes left, I really believed, and, and the people we were around, some of them said, you know, Oh, you, you know, you, you you're going to have two possessions at this. I said, I think they're, I think this is the last possession for them. Right. I, I think, too. I think they're going to try everything they can do to make sure Cincinnati doesn't get the ball back or they get it back with virtually no time left because they didn't want that magic to happen on them again. I don't want to give this ball back to Joe Burrow. Yes, we've sacked him seven times, but all it takes is knock down, knock down seven, get up eight, and he beats us, you know? So it's, it's just insane. Here's what made me mad on that final drive. The final, like, place to the end zone, they're like a minute 40 left, and they're like, you're not going to try any runs there until the quarterback sneak? Like, yeah, you got flags upon flags, but that you could have given the ball back to them for like a minute 30 with all three of their timeouts. I mean, and they just – that's how that was about to look without those penalties happening. I, I The Bengals it, self-imploded in the red zone defense. Yeah, well, not only that. I mean, I thought that holding call was a little suspect. Because really the did. one on Ramsey was not called earlier. Right, and they had been relatively silent with the whistles. I yeah, was, was most, mostly okay with that. You know? I was too. Uh, I loved it. But um, – I think between I think two things happened, and if I can put myself in the mind of Sean McVay here, we haven't 
had any success in the second half. None. I don't care if we put it. I don't care if we put the ball in the end zone with three minutes left, or we put the ball in the end zone with three seconds left. We need to put the ball in the end zone. We right. need to take the lead because I trust my defense that no matter how much time is left, they will give up nothing more than a field goal. That's fair. And if, like- if we got to take this to overtime, we have the confidence. We have the home field advantage. We we should win this game. We're the better team. Ed McPherson wanted that field goal so bad. You have to imagine. I'm sure. Uh, I'm he sure 100% wanted he that so bad. Because <laughs> he, he tied Adam Vinatieri. Mm-hmm. That was insane. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 a spot where I think Sean McVay says we have to punch this in because we haven't done diddly uh, in in the second half. Like this, this just can't be one of those. Oh, run the clock, you know. Oh, get stopped at the half run. yard line because we won't. Yeah, they couldn't run the ball because we we'll we'll get this ball in here in one of these four tries and we'll try to piss away forty five seconds. Like no, they're like get in the end zone. This defense is incredible right now. Aaron Donald can't be stopped. The other two on the outside were all over him. We'll get the ball in the end zone and we'll play defense at home. That's the situation that I think Sean McVay, if I'm putting myself in his mind, uh, that's where I'm at with that. Yeah. All right. Legacy talk. Devin Hester. And I don't know if this is nostalgia for me, but this guy has to be in. I mean, I want to. It's like kickers and punters. Like eventually, you have if the guys are clearly the best of their craft, you got to put them in. But there's people like Adam Vinatieri shouldn't be a Hall of Famer. Why? Because he's that position. Like Peyton Hillis. I mean, he didn't have a long enough run. But guys like fullbacks. If you're clearly like I think Mike Allstop. Mike Allstop. There's one you can use. Yeah, I think Mike Allstop. How about Kyle Uzcheck? Might be Hall of Famers if you think about it. Just best of their craft for years and years and years and years. Why can't they be in? I mean, I can understand it if you're having a special teams wing because there's guys like Brian Mitchell who did it for so long. He's probably before your time, but he was I've heard about an incredible kick, kick returner and punt returner. And you're right. I mean, Devin Hester has, what, 19 return touchdowns uh, all time. As far as being a Hall of Fame player, if you, yeah, you, I think it's the same as adding a, de- a designated hitter. If David Ortiz can go in the Hall of Fame without rarely, if ever, playing the, the field, Right. you're looking at just the offensive numbers on him, then a guy who, <clears throat> excuse me, primarily plays play wide receiver. But even then, he still had 3,000 uh, 3, yards receiving and 16 oh, and, t- and, and sixteen receiving touchdowns, albeit, you know, in, you know, mostly in Chicago. The Atlanta and Baltimore, you know, experiments yeah. didn't go really well. Um, but, yeah, I don't see why, I mean – if you classify him specifically, special teams, kick return, this is why he's in the Hall of Fame. This is what he did. This was his impact on the game. Correct me if I'm wrong, but he's the all-time leader in return touchdowns by like a mile. Yeah. Like it's not the second guy's not even close. Um, then absolutely. I think he's absolutely should be a Hall of Famer in that retrospect. If the NFL is not going to acknowledge special teams and you're just putting him in as a player, then no, unfortunately. Now, the NFL isn't going to acknowledge in the Hall of Fame and just get rid of it on the field. I don't understand it. Like, those guys should not exist then. I mean, I, I'm, I'm all for special teams, but the NFL is going to play this card, then I'm going to play it right back. Yeah, I mean, it's the same reason why it's really hard, like, for other sports, like, to get a relief pitcher in the uh, in the Hall of Fame, or even goalies is so hard to get in the Hall of Fame. Which but is sad. Goalies so to me good. are far more important than a kick return or a punt returner. Um, I don't know. It's tough. I mean, if we're if we're classifying special teams wing, then absolutely. And you're right; they're part. They're the third aspect of the game. So, and the it, fact it, that he did it in the Super Bowl to me makes it even better. I mean, yeah. Are you saying? Are you compare? Who are you comparing Devin Heston to in terms of like if we're comparing him to Randy Moss? No. But if you're if you're if you're putting him in a classification of his own as far as returning, that's what I'm doing. Yes, then he's absolutely in. The other the other caveat I can see is as the game progresses, returns have just become less and less likely, especially on kickoffs. Obviously, yes. So what he has done even becomes that much more impressive, but it's also disappearing. So it's it's tough. I can you can I can see the arguments for both sides on not putting him in because he's such a specialist. But like you said, yeah, kickers and punters, they don't go in either. So what's why, why not? Why not have the wing for special teams? I mean, a punter like Johnny Hecker who can down punts, hell, even throw fake 
you know, sort of throw fake punt passes when necessary. Like there's a special place in there and they're a position on the field and they're the most elite at their position over long periods of time. And yeah, there should be a place for these people, these types now, of Now of long snappers, you know, you might have paid play 25 years in order to get in for me, but like a punter, if you're a, an all time great punter or kicker or whatever, like Michael Dixon of the Seahawks, if he keeps on doing what he's doing, come on. Yeah. I mean, punting, punting would be an interesting one to try to clear, you know, get, what's an elite punter. I mean, obviously coffin corner downs inside the 20, how, how you do it in your own standing in your own end zone, you know, things like that. Punting's a little more difficult, but yeah, kickers uh, and, and return specialists, which don't really exist anymore as far as specialists. Right. Uh, it's a little tougher, I think. Fair enough. NBA trade drum. How about this? So James Harden and Ben Simmons, of course, were traded for each other along with a fleece for the Brooklyn Nets. Um, but then, of course, it transpired to All-Star Weekend or pre-All-Star Week, whatever you want to call it. Kevin Durant and LeBron James were drafting their All-Star teams on the TNT broadcast. Um, fantastic that they do that. Kevin Durant had the option of Rudy Gobert and James Harden as his final two options. He chose Rudy Gobert. And LeBron James and everyone else on that crew on TNT went ballistic and just laughed hysterically. They could not believe it. Kevin Durant tried to keep a straight face. Like, I need another big man. Baloney and bull crap, Kevin Durant. I was like, man, this makes me wonder if James Harden actually pushed his way out of Brooklyn. I know KD ended up, you know, re, like, doing things this weekend. He said, oh, well, James Harden deserves every right to do that. So I think James Harden had a big say in what happened. I think if he wanted to stay, they may not have trained him. Well, absolutely. I don't think there was any reason that he, you know, would want to to go. It had to be a situation. I don't think there's any reason the Nets would have wanted him to go. There had to be a situation right. where he needed out. And it's like 16 games together, those three. That's it, really? 16 that's games? That's rough. How did it implode that much in 16 games? I mean, is he is he that pissed off at Kyrie's vaccination thing? That's what situation? my thing is. I'm I'm thinking they're I'm thinking no one's talking about it, but I think he's pissed at Kyrie right now. I don't. I mean, like he probably feels the same way I do. Forget what your personal stance is. You're an NBA player. You don't want to be an NBA player. Retire then. He's got. When you sign up for these big time contracts and you're only there for half the games, I'm sure your teammates get a little bit pissed off. And that's fair. But here's the situation: like Kyrie, what he did was okay with the team, right? Which is fair. And, and which who knows. Made- Months from now, we may see it reversed. And that may have led to Harden's exit. I don't know. And at the rate everything seems to be going right now, New York might even lift this mandate and Kyrie might be yes. playing by the playoffs. So, I mean, sometimes all you know, you just hold out, stay on your ground, and eventually the other side caves. So, anyways, uh, as far as Harden, yeah, I mean, that's correct me if I'm wrong. Rudy Gobert's not even going to play in this game, right? Isn't he hurt? Uh, I had I, hurt. I, you would know better hurt. than I would. But I heard a rumor that he's hurt and he's not even playing. And that made it even more of a knife in the back because that's when Charles that's Barkley, so Charles Barkley was like, made a, made a comment about Ben Simmons. Like, oh yeah, he just got traded. He's healthy now. Or maybe it was about, about, about James Harden. Right. I don't have all that information in front of me. I think it was about James Harden. Oh, he's healthy now. He just got traded to Philly. <laughs> that was so bad. Yeah. You know, good for, good for Charles. I love it. He just trolls the whole league and it's, it's fantastic. But he's right. Um, and Joel Embiid, by the way, did not go the, by the wayside with this either. He posted a picture like immediately after the trade of like the, the meme of like the guys dancing on a grave, mm-hmm. like like or like he's wearing like like an awesome suit to like a funeral. <laughs> and then Joel Embiid says, literally, quote, Ben Simmons wanted to play for himself more than to win. I said, oh my god. He was so pissed off, which goes to justify what we've said about the whole mental illness thing. Yeah, I mean, the mental illness thing, we've we've both thought it was kind of a, a crock, even though you're not allowed to really say those kind of things right now in the world we live in. But, uh, you know, there's going to be fallout immediately after trade. You're ripping the band off a bad situation. Uh, you know, Joel Embiid, he's probably right. I mean, personal accolades. 
the thing is with personal accolades, like you would think you would have worked on your jump shot a little more if you really cared about personal accolades that much. Like I just think, and if he means off the court, I can totally understand that too. It seemed like Ben Simmons liked being a celebrity. Like didn't yeah. he date a Kardashian, which is always like career suicide. Yeah. And like, it seemed like he cared more about his image and personality and wanting people to like him than actually playing and working on his basketball game. Cause He's been in the league, what, six, seven years? And it feels like he never got better. He never developed. He never got, you know, added something to his game that made him more elite. He just, the fact that he was a six foot 10 point guard, that's just a a ridiculous mismatch against the rest of the league. Like that's just, that's eventually that gets stopped, you know? Figure out what you're doing. Yeah. I mean, there was a guy who played for Florida state back in the day. He was a wide receiver. I think his name was Greg Carr. He was like six foot eight. Mm-hmm. So he was towering a foot over these defensive backs. And he was terrible. He was <laughs> terrible. Just because you're tall doesn't make you good. He was atrocious. But he was a foot taller than everybody. So everybody's like, oh, you know, look at this guy. You know, we have to put him at wide receiver. Absolutely. Work ethic, man. Yeah. It's, Ask it's, Toby it's, and MJ about work ethic. Absolutely. And where are you going? Where am I going? I'm going yeah, to play you- golf. Oh, with who? I'm going to play golf with the boss. Woohoo! That's so awesome that you guys are doing that. Um, shout out Aaron. Shout out Jeff Beck. Um, Aaron, I'm going to miss you for the final segment. I can't lie. I think you can hold it down. Talk some NLL how, how, and recap how my week went because I don't think I did that well. I don't think I did either, to be fair. Yeah, well, you'll have fun with it anyways. Right. This is AM Drive on Twan Sports. When we come back, it's just the M Drive. Thank just you, the M- on the show. Just the M drive. Isn't that like a testosterone builder? <laughs> oh, from GNC. There you go, right. the M drive. Lord have mercy. Hey, see you tomorrow, Aaron. All right. See you guys. Have a great day. All right. I'll be back. The AM drive with Mike and Aaron might be the best morning show ever. If you love the show, shop the merchandise for $26 hoodies. shirts, even $13 mugs. High quality swag for cheap because Mike and Aaron love the fans. The best morning show, the lowest price merch at amdrive.online. This is Popple, the next generation business card. With just a tap, your Popple instantly shares your digital business card to both iPhone and Android devices. The best part? The other person doesn't need an app or a Popple to receive your info. To pop your info, tap your Popple to the top of an iPhone, the center of an Android, or just scan your in-app QR code. And just like that, all your info is saved to their phone. More connections, more leads, more sales. That's Popple. Download our free app and get your Popple today. Aren't you the vice golf guy? Yeah. You want an autograph? Uh, yeah. Actually, I was just wondering if the balls are any good. The balls are amazing. You look like a pro plus guy. I thought you'd never ask. It's actually better than my old ball. And it's half the price. Top performing golf ball, half the price. It's almost stealing. Quit searching the globe and get your high performing golf balls at vicegolf.com. Sports fans are gearing up at fanatics.com, the world's largest collection of officially licensed fan gear. From all the leagues, teams, and players you love. Shop now and get today's special offer. Fanatics.com, officially licensed everything. Do you like online shopping? Jeff Bezos made online shopping better with Amazon. You can buy batteries, get a TV, even purchase your favorite soda. But wait, do you like sports talk? Jeff Beck made sports talk better with Twilight Sports. Next time you use Amazon, use www.twilightsportsradio.com dot com slash amazon sign in and get shopping it costs you nothing and helps us
That's www.twilightsportsradio.com slash Amazon. Thanks. It's the AM Drive on Twilight Sports and we're presented by Twilight Sports. Go to twilightsportsradio.com to see all of our great shows, great articles, and all kind of stuff. That's TwilightSportsRadio.com. And follow them on social media at 120Z Sports. Thanks so much for tuning in. For those of you that did, and those of you that are watching the replay or listening on Spotify, I appreciate you as well. Aaron Crouch is not with us for the final segment, as um, aforementioned. He is going to play golf with Jeff Beck, El Jefe, the janitor, the owner of Twilight Sports. Beck's on a little road trip. I'm very excited to see how that game goes. I'm definitely going to ask Aaron about tomorrow. But how about the games that happened this weekend in National Lacrosse League? And the first one I want to get to is the New York Riptide and, of course, the Georgia Swarm. The Swarm improved to 4-5 and five as the Riptide have fallen to 1-7. This is a game I did get right. I picked the Swarm to win. Um, our boy Jake Fox had, I believe, yeah, he had two goals. So Aaron said the Swarm would win, but he wanted a hat trick. Unfortunately, Jake Fox only had two, but shout out Jake Fox, who was on the show. You can also check out our YouTube um, page. But this game was all about Lyle Thompson and Shane Jackson. Shane Jackson had three goals and three assists. Um, Lyle Thompson, one of the best players in the league, had four goals and three assists for seven points. Great job for him. Next game, you know, for the second week in a row, I've completely tailed the Panthers City Lacrosse Club. So now they fall to one and seven as the San Diego Seals improve to six and one. Incredible job there. How about Jeremy Noble had four assists with no goals? How about a team player? Great job for him. And then you look at um, Wesley Bird, three goals, three assists, you know, home, ho hum. Great job for him. Um, but, yeah, I, I got to stop killing Panther City until they start winning games. I did think the Rochester Nighthawks would beat the Albany Firewolves, and, boy, did, did they. 15-13. to 13. How about speaking of team players? This is a wild stat line, okay? This guy named Sean Evans for the Rochester Nighthawks had eight assists in one goal in one game. This is why I love lacrosse. They're incredible. Um, they are so high powered. And this stuff's incredible to me. Thank you, um, Cody. This stuff's incredible to me. That I mean, that's unheard of. I like mean, I'm I'm new to watching hockey and, and, and lacrosse, really. Eight assists has got to be close to some kind of record. No? Just making sure. But hey, also Ryan Hartley. With 35 saves, yeah, that'll help. So I got that game right as well. I got the Thunderbirds right. Um, Aaron picked the Wings. Sorry, Aaron. Um, Reed Keppel, Mecca, 44 saves from Zach Higgins on the Wings, and you still lose 8-10. to 10. Where's the offense, Philadelphia? But that's pretty much what you get from that game. Um, As for the um, Thunderbirds themselves, you had five points from Stephen LeBlanc, who had three assists and two goals. And, of course, three goals by Ben McIntosh. But, again, he could have added two more and helped out his buddy in the net there. The Saskatchewan Rush, our favorite team here on this show, it's so tough. They lost um, to the Vancouver Warriors 13-7. This never got going, and, and that can't happen. You have to get going. How about this? I'm talking about saves, 46 saves by Alex Buke Bouquet, or Alex Buke, B-U-Q-U-E, 46 saves, that'll do it. You know who else will do it? This show. I hope you guys have a great rest of your day. Um, I believe all my picks, I went three and four. Not a good week for me picking the NLL games. Good thing we got next weekend as well. We're big lacrosse fans here on the AM Drive. Shout out Aaron Crouch. For um, joining me once again, this is the AM Drive and not just the M Drive.
But from Aaron Crouch, for Jeff Beck, for Cody Gans, for everybody that's a part of what we do, gracias and adios. Hasta mañana. See you guys tomorrow. It's AM Drive with One Sports. Goodbye. Drive safe.